Chapter Eight of the Counterpane Fairy by Catherine Pyle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Eight. Harriet's Dream. Teddy had begged Mamma to ask Harriet to come over and play with him after school, but not to tell her that now he was no longer in bed. So when the little girl came running in, she was very much surprised. "Why, Teddy, you're well again, aren't you?" she cried. "'Yes, now I'm well again,' said Teddy, "'and Mamma says we may each have a little sponge-cake, "'and she's going to let us blow soap-bubbles. "'Would you like to blow soap-bubbles, Harriet?' "'Yes, I guess so,' said Harriet. "'So Mamma made them a bowl of strong suds "'and brought out two pipes, "'and the children played together very happily for quite a time. "'Sometimes they threw the bubbles into the air "'and tried to blow them up to the ceiling. "'Sometimes the children put their pipes close together,' so that the bubbles they blew were joined in one lopsided globe. Last of all, they set the bowl on a chair, and kneeling beside it, put their pipes into the suds, and blew and blew until quite a soap-bubble castle rose up and touched their noses with wet suds. Teddy felt a little tired and soapy by that time, so Mamma put all the things away and read them some stories from Grimm's fairy tales. After that, Harriet said she must go home, and indeed it was almost supper-time. So Mamma helped her put on her little hat and coat, and kissed her good-bye. Teddy was very tired by the time supper was over. He felt quite willing to be put to bed, and as soon as he was there he sank into a doze. When he awoke again he was alone. It was quite dark outside, but Mamma had set a lamp behind the screen, by its dim light Teddy saw the counterpane fairy's brown hood appearing above the hill, and he heard her sighing to herself, "'Oh, dear! Oh, dear!' "'Oh, Mrs. Fairy!' cried the little boy, almost before she had reached the top of the hill. "'I'm so glad you've come, for I don't know when Mamma will be here. Won't you show me a story?' "'In a minute, in a minute,' said the fairy, "'as soon as I can catch my breath.' Teddy was so afraid that Mamma would come in that he could hardly wait, and when the counterpane fairy told him that she was ready and that he might choose a square, he made haste and pointed out a silvery-grey one. Then the fairy began to count. Forty-nine, she cried. Teddy was walking down a long, smooth, grey road. There was a silvery mist all about him, so that it was almost as though he were walking through the sky and the road seemed to begin and end in greyness. He knew that somewhere behind him lay his home, and that in front was the place where he was going, but he did not know what that place was. At last he reached the edge of a wide grey lake, as smooth and as shining as glass. Beside him on the beach a little grey bird was crouching. Peetweet, peetweet, cried the little grey bird. It was so close to Teddy's feet that it seemed to him that with a single movement he could stoop and catch it. Very softly he reached out his hand, and the little bird did not stir. Peetweet! Peetweet! it cried. Suddenly, with a quick movement, he clutched it. For a moment he thought he felt it in his fingers, all feathery and soft and warm. And then the voice of the counterpane fairy cried, Take care, you're rumpling my cloak! Teddy dropped the bird as though it had burned him, and there it was not a bird at all but the counterpane fairy, who stood smoothing down her cloak and frowning. "'Oh, I didn't know that was you. I thought it was a bird,' cried Teddy. "'A bird?' cried the fairy. "'Do I look like a bird?' 
Teddy thought that she did, for her nose was long and thin, and her eyes were bright like those of a sparrow, but he did not like to say so. All he said was, I wonder why I came here, for now he knew that this was the place where he had been coming to. I suppose you came to see the dreams go by, said the counterpane fairy. I often come for that myself. The dreams go by, said Teddy. I don't know what you mean. Do you see that castle over yonder? asked the fairy, pointing out across the lake. Teddy looked as hard as he could, and after a while he thought he did see the shadowy roofs and turrets of a great grey castle through the mist. I think I do, he said. Well, said the fairy, that is where the dreams live, and every evening they go sailing past here, on their way to the people who are asleep, and I generally come down to see them go by. Look, look, there goes one now. A little boat, as pale and light as a bubble, was gliding through the mist. In it was seated a grey figure, and as it passed the island, it turned its face toward them, and waved a shadowy hand. Presently two more boats slid silently by, and then another. Oh, I know that dream, cried Teddy. I dreamed that dream once myself. Now there was a little pause, and then the dreams began to go past so fast that Teddy lost count of them. At last one of the boats glided out of the line of the rest, and over toward Teddy was standing, running up smoothly onto the grey beach, and out of it hopped a queer, ugly little dream, with pop eyes and big hands and feet. As soon as he found himself on shore, he cut a caper and cracked his shadowy fingers. "'Who are you?' asked Teddy, curiously. "'Oh, I'm just a dream,' said the little figure. "'Well, what are you coming here for?' asked Teddy. "'I'm not asleep.' "'I know you're not,' said the dream. "'And I'm not coming to you. I'm going to a little girl named Harriet.' "'Oh, I know her,' cried Teddy. "'She's my cousin. But why are you her dream? You're not pretty.' "'I know I'm not pretty,' answered the dream, "'and that's why I'm going to her. "'She was to have had such a pretty dream tonight, "'but she ate a piece of plum cake before she went to bed, "'so now I'm going to her instead of the other one.' "'What was the other one like?' asked Teddy. "'There it is,' said the dream, pointing toward the boat. "'And now Teddy saw that another grey figure was in it. "'As he looked, it slowly and sorrowfully stepped from the boat "'and came up the beach toward them.' It was very beautiful, and in its hand it carried a great bunch of shining bubbles, fastened to a stick by party-coloured ribbons, just as Teddy had seen Italians carrying balloons. Only these bubble balloons were growing and shrinking and changing every moment, just as though they were alive. As she came toward them, the ugly dream frowned and shook his hands at her. "'Go away! Go away!' he cried. "'There's no use your following me around this way. "'You shan't be dreamed to-night.' "'I think you might let me go into her dream with you,' "'said the pretty dream sorrowfully. "'She didn't know she oughtn't to eat the plum-cake.' "'Well, you shan't,' said the ugly dream. "'She ain't going to have any dream but me, "'and I'm going to look just as ugly as I can. "'I'm going to do this way.' "'And the naughty little dream put his thumbs in the corners of his mouth,' drawing it wide, and at the same time drew down the outside corners of his eyes with his forefingers, just as Teddy had seen the boys at school do sometimes. Then the dream hopped up into the air and cut a caper. Ho, ho, he cried. Won't it be fun? You can come along and see me frighten her if you want to. This last he said to Teddy. Teddy thought him a very naughty, ugly-tempered little dream, 
but still he went with him wondering all the time how he could induce him to let the pretty dream go to harriet and as they walked up the road together the pretty dream still followed them carrying her bunch of bubbles they went on and on until they came to a place where the ground was rough and broken up with a number of black holes the ugly dream went from one to another of these pausing and laying his ear to their edges what are you doing asked teddy hush can't you see i'm listening said the dream crossly at last after pausing at one of them he turned to teddy and nodded his head this is it he said this is where harriet lives why it isn't at all cried teddy indignantly my cousin harriet doesn't live in a hole she lives in a great big house with doors and windows well anyway this is her chimney said the dream and it's the only way to get into her house from here if you want to come come and if you don't want to why stay and the dream sat down on the edge of the hole teddy hesitated if i went down that way i think i'd fall and hurt myself he said at last pooh no you wouldn't if you took my hand said the dream i always go this way and it's as easy as anything so teddy sat down on the edge of the hole and grasped the dream's shadowy fingers in his then they pushed themselves off the edge and down they went through the darkness teddy felt so frightened for a minute that he quite lost his breath but he held on tight to the dream's fingers and soon they landed as softly and lightly as a feather right in the nursery of aunt paulina's house and the pretty dream was still following them and now begins the fun whispered the dream the house was very still for everyone was fast asleep the moon shone in through the window making the room bright and beyond the open closet door teddy could see the toys all arranged in order just as harriet had left them for she was a tidy little girl and harriet herself was tucked into her little white bed in the room beyond teddy felt so sorry to think of her having such an ugly dream that he stood still you won't frighten her very much will you he asked yes i shall said the ugly dream i'll frighten her just as much as ever i can i'll make her cry no you mustn't said teddy almost crying himself i won't let you you can't help it cried the dream tauntingly suddenly a bright thought came into teddy's mind anyway you're not so very ugly he said harriet has a jack-in-the-box that's a great deal oh ever so much uglier than you i don't believe it said the dream yes she has said teddy and it's right there in the closet then i'll get it and make myself look like it with that the dream crawled into the closet and pushed back the hook of the box where jack lived and pop up shot the most hideous little man that ever was seen with a bright red face and white whiskers hi he is ugly cried the dream with delight and sitting down before the box he began to make his face just like jack's then softly and quickly teddy closed the closet door and turned the key in the lock fastening the dream in hi there let me out let me out cried the dream beating softly on the door with its shadowy hands no i won't cried teddy you can just stay in there you ugly dream for the pretty dream is going to harriet now and he turned to the pretty dream and took her by the hand and her face shone as brightly as one of her own bubbles together they ran into harriet's room and there she lay in her little white bed with her eyes closed and her curls spread out over the pillow and when they came in she smiled in her sleep 
The dream shook the bubbles above her head, and the dimples came into Harriet's cheeks. "'Oh, pretty, pretty,' she whispered with her eyes still closed. "'Oh, Teddy, isn't it pretty?' "'Yes, it is pretty,' cried Teddy. "'Did you call me, dear?' asked Mamma, opening the door. Teddy was back in his own room, and all he could see of the counterpane fairy was the tip of her brown hood disappearing behind the counterpane hill, and that was gone in an instant. "'Oh, Mamma, it was such a pretty dream,' cried Teddy. "'Was it, darling?' said Mamma. "'Try to go to sleep again, dear, for it is very late, and you can tell me all about it to-morrow. Good night, my little boy.'" End of chapter 8